time the devil still comes to them and says, you see now, uh, at least you have enjoyed this for two years now. Um, you know these things, you need to sustain it. So what you did before, you have to do it, do another one again. He said, but you didn't tell me this. He said, sorry, uh, we, we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. So as the thing comes, you respond to
his soul. <laughs> what shall he gain? Because he thinks he is gaining, but in essence, he is losing. Because whatever he gains, the one whom he has yielded his soul to owns both his soul and the things he has gained. What a bad business. Amen. Amen. Are you catching this wisdom? Yes. Because this is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. This truth that is dropping now is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to convince in the hearts of Christians. This is the deal. You own it. You don't own the devil any apology. You don't need to negotiate with him because he's a thief. What I'm negotiating with him, the terms and conditions he's giving you is a deception. You, own, you don't need to ask him to bless you. He can't bless you because it is actually what belongs to you that he has blinded you thinking you don't own it. And now he's telling you, just give me this one and take this one. At the end of it, you will discover you own the things you, you were negotiating with him. But now, those things cannot manifest to you. In his own terms. So he steals them. So God now gives you his own terms on how those things can be, you know, given to you. Are we blessed? Paul now says, you should no longer walk as the Gentiles walk. When the Spirit of God starts powering your life, you can't walk like this again. Your value is not attached by how the world sees you. You know, every time when we are doing things, we want to consider the minds of around us. And what would they say? Oh, I need to, you know, impress them. I need to show them. You know, you need to do this so that you'll be accepted. You want to, you want to be boxed up in the status quo. You want the status quo to appreciate you, celebrate you. How? If you check your life now, you will see that roughly up to 30% of your life, what you have spent in your life was to please people. You were trying to impress around you. How can I drive this kind of car? How can I dress like this? How can I use this? No, no, I must do, you know, you are ready to do everything to, so that they can see that you belong to them, that you're not different. Somebody said that Abuja life is a package life. Abuja is all about what? Packaging. You will see somebody who has nothing, or you will just do everything to, to maintain. Uh, no, I can't be below. Who are you impressed? Who will give a certificate for impressing anybody? And many are living beyond their means every day so that they don't feel that I am known now. How can I be in Abuja and I'm paying school fees of 10,000 naira to a school? No, my, my children are in Loyola College. Well, every year I pay roughly 6 million, you know, and. Um, the Lord's doing, and you're talking to somebody who, who, whose children are going to federal government college, eh, where they're paying 40,000. 40, 40, and you want to tell, you're, you're saying it not because of the good things they're getting from them, but just to impress this person that God has been so good in my life, you know, just thank him, you know, easy, but uh, he has been faithful, as if he's your husband. He has been faithful. <laughs> <laughs> 
And when they tell some of you, you will feel strange. Say, hey, look at me. Look at me. This person, eh? Kai God, what is it? Say deception. deception. The devil has just come. He has brandished something for you to watch your heart. And when your heart moves that way, the next thing is, I, I, I've been serving God. Why is my life like this? Look at these people. They don't even care about God. Enough is there. Uh, you start thinking of how to also tell the, tell the person next, next year. Oh, I just bless God. My, my children are also in Loyal College now. <laughs> so don't come and brag for me again. And you think that that's that you. I'm just using an example because that, that's how it plays in many other areas of our lives. Don't live your life to please anybody. Don't go after anything because everybody's getting it. Go for what you're. Um, because our Christianity Now you are satisfying the mind of the devil. That kind of life. I've been powered by the devil. They are serving fertility. That's why Jesus said they serve me with live service, but their hearts are far away from me. Because their heart is being governed by another spirit, their mouth is testifying about another spirit. You must resist fertility.
aspect of it is that gradually you start losing friends. Because you don't talk like them again. You don't desire what they desire. This idea of uh, group movement. Hey, now we will, now we will. Hey, you can't live that way any longer. You see? The Bible says, I think in the book of Job chapter 31 or where, it says, do not follow Exodus. Do not follow the majority when they go wrong. It's not like when they commit anything in the
he would Pursuing that thing, passion comes in. Passion drives urges. Your appetite is appetite. You see, all this now will be governed by understanding. For action to take place. <laughs> no wonder Peter said, be sober and vigilant. Mental vigilant. doing that, action will be established. And it is this action that finally, you know, establishes what? The transaction. The Bible says when Eve saw the apple, what happened? It was good. Eh? It was beautiful. It was good to eat and then be to behold and then he, she went for it and then consummated it. So when your understanding is darkened, okay, <clears throat> excluded from the life of God. So once your understanding is darkened and it separates you, that understanding that is darkened and separates you from the power of God that will preserve you, then these other ones are now open. And that power enters you and starts driving you. And when that is done, he said, because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts, once this is established and you are now being driven by whatever it has been pushed into your system here, you see yourself, no matter how they are advising you, you can't stop again. Don't do this, uh, don't worry. Uh, I want you to kill a man now. Something must kill, uh, kill somebody. What is that? Sorry, you have touched something here.
But don't listen to him. He doesn't shout. He's a gentle spirit. He whispers. He whispers quietly to your soul. I pray from now henceforth that the ministry of darkened understanding will lose its power and grief over your life and soul in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will gain grace Amen. to be sensitive in the spirit. Amen. Let me share a story with you. Just two weeks after my ordination, I was ordained in Enugu in a parish called Sem. St. Mulumba Parish in New Heaven by Kanarinze. A week after that, we have a tradition that after the nation, you will go and report to your headquarters to go and see your superior for a talk, to welcome you to the family and then talk, family talk, and then probably where you'll be going for your, your, your ministry. So I drove my car, they gave me. I was still not very firm in driving, so I didn't want to risk driving all the way from Kogi to Abuja here. So I drove to Lokoja and I parked my car there. So while I was trying to come to the park, a classmate of mine who was ordained with me called me and said, Ah, Vin, which day are you going to Abuja? I said, I'm in Lokoja now. Oh, he said, he said that he's already at the park. I said, where? He now told me the place. So I now met him. And while we were there in the car, my mind, you know, I have been doing that before the nation, that whenever I enter a car, I leave the people in the car, you know, in the repairs. <laughs> so, but now because this my friend is there, I felt somehow that this my friend now say, hmm, Vin, which kind of, uh, which kind one be this one? We they do prayer cycles, you know? It's the way they look at it as if you are a little bit. Uh... So I now say, I say no, I don't, I don't, I can say prayer in my mind. God understands. The Bible says, pray the secret of your heart, and the God who sees what is happening in secret will reward you. <laughs> You know, so we bought the car and the car started moving. But my spirit was worrying me. Do your duty now. If they didn't hear your prayer, then you can't cover them. Catch this now. He said, if they didn't hear your prayers and agree with one accord with you to see the face of God, then they are not covered. So how can you be in a place, in a car, and you are not covering them. You are not what's charitable. I say it doesn't matter. I will, I will be think this is what was going in my mind, and I was looking at my second, he was just there. Come. I said, hey, is this guy not there here? I for just eh? leave his prayer now. But he said, he was just going to tell the other guy that, uh, look at the new day guy was preaching inside the bus and praying in the bus. Because it's not like the normal thing, you know? So the, the bus was moving. Then I prayed in my heart. I prayed, I said, in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, no way. <laughs> no way. I kept quiet. You know, there's the way your mind will be telling something. You just be, make your heart stiff, you know. So as we're just moving, we'll not enter the look uh, at the road. We're just coming up. Then all of a sudden, the car now enter the filling station. I said, see, now I started prayer now. When I enter this place, I feel like, you know, this kind of thing. I said, anyway, I prayed. As the man finished filling the car and was coming out again, the voice again, now pray. I didn't know when I had to break that chain. I had to open my mouth and I introduced myself. I said, we must commit our journey to the hands of God. If you are with me, please, can we, can we join us together to pray? And I now started to sing. 
And there's something I've trained myself to do. When I begin to pray, I normally close my eyes. You know, some people, they like to pray with their eyes open like this. 24-7. No matter the way I pray, they're, they're all looking everything. Hey, I'm talking to somebody and I want my heart to connect to the person I'm talking to. So I never close my eyes. When I shut here, my eyes are open on the other side. So I closed my eyes and I was singing. I was singing. I think I was singing, Amen, Amen. Blessings and glory. Wisdom, thanksgiving. Ah, no, no. I was singing that song. As I was singing it, I was trying to catch, you know, my focus on the other side. Within the first Two, three minutes, I started the song. All of a sudden, I was still singing and searching to get my, my perspective, that dimension. All of a sudden, I started hearing, Jesus, I was thinking that maybe something has, was happening and people were being touched by God. And I was shouting, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But the Jesus, Jesus became too loud. Everybody was shouting, Jesus, even the priest on my side. That's when I knew. That's when I knew there was a problem. And I opened my eyes, the car was swinging like this already. Within the first three minutes, it happened at that point where you, if you climb, you see the very big gully that goes down to the to the to the river, big river. And thank God, no, no car was coming from the back, no car was coming from the front because the guy was just swinging this way and swinging this way. What happened? The back tire by the left had pulled out completely. It was the rod that was just holding the car. So the car was losing control. So when I opened my eyes, ah, because I was already out in the other dimension, my heart did not beat as such. I didn't feel the agitation. But all of them were all agitated and tensed up. Even my brother priest said, Hey! He's screaming the car. See, just one week, one week. <laughs> So, listen, listen. So, we all alighted and come and saw what happened. And the way the car was, the tires were screeching on the, on, the, on the tire. You see the marks. He was one who, at the middle of the tire road, he said, hey, let us thank God. He held my hand. We knelt down at the center of the road. We started praying. As we were praying and thanking God, that voice said again, you see, I told you. I told you. I started crying. Can you imagine just a week after the mission, they say two priests were going to Lukoja and their car fell into the ocean. Can you imagine the kind of story? But the spirit was moving me. But I had my own reason why I should not pray. I was admitting certain things in my mind. Say darkened understanding. Darkened understanding. There are many times you take some actions and you want to do something. That man will just tell you, this is it doesn't matter. After you start regretting. Mm-hmm. Even to the point you are going to buy a cloth in the market. You are buying a cloth. That man says, don't buy this cloth. Mm, don't mind it. There's this cloth. Buy, 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 buy. You hey, buy, buy, buy. <laughs> now, you buy it, you take it home. Then you went home and wore it. And look at this one in the middle and say, <laughs> Confess your sister. How many of you are, are, are victims of this? Oh, you see. <laughs> oh, you got it out of here. But you bought it expensive. 
But that time, one man was telling you, <laughs> but you see, you see, something was already in power here. Your passions, your drives, your urges, your appetite have been darkened. You can't see clear. All the had I known is a, is what is the consequence of darkened understanding, weakened mind. The guy is a bad businessman. He knows that if you are sound, that you are going to make accurate what accurate decisions. That's why when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he brings what sound mind. He gives you sharp mind. Your mind will be sharp. Smart. Not just with the things of God, things of the world, but with the things of God. Come and pray. Ah, I don't know how I feel today. Maybe I pray here, and they come. You have enough reasons not to get involved with the things of God. But at that same moment, the guy comes, ah, come now. Something happened. No, let's go out to this person's house. Man, things happen. He says, hey, okay, they come, they come, they come. You move. How much of a victim have you become of what? Darkened understanding. But when they come to church, they say, Praise the Lord. They will scream. The devil will not be bothered. You know why? He says, After shouting, they come back, their minds are in my hands. I decide the actions they put up with. I decide the days they pray. The days they go to church, I decide the choice they make. I have the capacity to influence them. So when Christ now says, they serve me with their lips, but their hearts are far. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us, help us, help us, help us. You must love God with all your heart. With all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That emphasis is put in speech. <laughs> Fight facility. God did not say you should not enjoy life. So who is powering your life? And who is taking allegiance of your life? These are the two things that are, con- that are in contention here. Who is powering your life? And who is taking the allegiance of your life? Who are you paying allegiance to? You can have anything. You can enjoy anything. You can be anything. No problem. God is not against wealth. He's not against you having superfluity of things in this world. But
So each time you come here, as I'm teaching the word of God, you don't know. God is powering you inside. God is dislodging the deception. God is tearing off the infrastructures of evil. He's taking away things that the enemy used to determine the choice you make. If the devil has powered you, I mean, if he has been able to, to work on your mind, he can determine the choice you will make tomorrow. And the choice you're going to make at the end of it all, in your own sight, is a good choice. But because he's the one who inspired it, he has the allegiance. The Bible says, as men who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons and the daughters of God. These are powers, these are powers your understanding. These are powers your passions, your drives, your energies, and your, your actions. Is the Spirit that owns you. Why do I behave the way I behave? What spoils that behavior? Why do I insult the way I insult? What powers that behavior?
from the time the devil still comes to them and says, you see now, uh, at least you have enjoyed this for two years now. Um, you know these things, you need to sustain it. So what you did before, you have to do it, do another one again. He said, but you didn't tell me this. He said, sorry, uh, we, we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. So as the thing comes, you respond to
lose his soul. <laughs> what shall he gain? Because he thinks he is gaining, but in essence, he is losing. Because whatever he gains, the one whom he has yielded his soul to owns both his soul and the things he has gained. What a bad business. Amen. Amen. Are you catching this wisdom? Yes. Because this is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. This truth that is dropping now is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to convince in the hearts of Christians. This is the deal. You own it. You don't own the devil in apology. You don't need to negotiate with him because he's a thief. What you are negotiating with him, the terms and conditions he's giving you is a deception. You, own, you don't need to ask him to bless you. He can't bless you because it is actually what belongs to you that he has blinded you thinking you don't own it and now he's telling you, just give me this one and take this one. At the end of it, you will discover you own the things you, you were negotiating with him. But now, those things cannot manifest to you in his own terms. So he steals them. So God now gives you his own terms on how those things can be, you know, given to you. Are we blessed? Paul now says, you should no longer walk as the Gentiles walk. When the Spirit of God starts powering your life, you can't walk like this again. Your value is not attached by how the world sees you. You know, every time when we are doing things, we want to consider the minds of around us. And what would they say? Oh, I need to, you know, impress them. I need to show them. You know, you need to do this so you'll be accepted. You want to, you want to be boxed up in the status quo. You want the status quo to appreciate you, celebrate you. How? If you check your life now, you will see that roughly up to 30% of your life, what you have spent in your life was to please people. You were trying to impress around you. How can I drive this kind of car? How can I dress like this? How can I use this? No, no, I must do, you know, you are ready to do everything to, so that they can see that you belong to them, that you're not different. Somebody said that Abuja life is a package life. Abuja is all about what? Packaging. You will see somebody who has nothing, or you will do everything to, to maintain. Uh, no, I can't be below. Who are you impressed? Who will give a certificate for impressing anybody? And many are living beyond their means every day so that they don't feel that I am known now. How can I be in Abuja and I'm paying school fees of 10,000 naira to a school? No, my, my children are in Loyola College. Every year I pay roughly 6 million, you know, and um, it's a lot of doing. And you're talking to somebody who, who, whose children are going to Federal Government College eh, where they're paying 40,000. And you want to tell, you are saying it not because of the good thing they are getting from them, but just to impress this person that God has been so good in my life, you know. Just thank him, you know. What do you say, but uh, he has been faithful. As if he's your husband. He has been faithful. (laughs) 
And when they tell some of you, you will feel shame. Say, hey, look at me. Look at me. This person, eh? Kai God, what is it? Say deception. deception. The devil has just come. He has brandished something for you to watch your heart. And when your heart moves that way, the next thing is, I, I, I've been serving God. Why is my life like this? Look at these people. They're not even care about God. Enough is there. Uh, you start thinking of how to also tell the, tell the person next, next year. Oh, I just bless God. My, my children are also in the college now. <laughs> so don't come and brag for me again. And you think that that's that you. I'm just using an example because that, that's how he plays in many other areas of our life. Don't leave your life to please anybody. Don't go after anything because everybody's getting it. Go for what you're... And because our Now you are satisfying the mind of the devil. That kind of life. I've been powered by the devil. You are serving fertility. That's why Jesus said, they serve me with live service, but their hearts are far away from me. Because their heart is being governed by that spirit, their mouth is testifying about another spirit. You must resist futility.
effect of it is that gradually you start losing friends. Because you don't talk like them again. You don't desire what they desire. This idea of uh, group movement. Hey, now we will, now we will. Hey, you can't live that way any longer. You see? The Bible says, I think in the book of Job chapter 31 or where, it says, do not fo- Exodus, do not follow the majority when they go wrong. It's not like when they commit anything in the
he would all your enemies you are pursuing that thing. Passion comes in. Passion drives urges. Your appetite is appetite. You see, all this now will be governed by understanding for action to take place. <laughs> no wonder Peter said, be sober and vigilant, mental vigilant. As you are doing that, action will be established. And it is this action that finally, you know, establishes what? The transaction. The Bible says when Eve saw the apple, what happened? It was good. Eh? It was beautiful. It was good to eat and then be to behold. And then she went for it and then consummated it. So when your understanding is darkened, okay, <clears throat> excluded from the life of God. So once your understanding is darkened and it separates you, that understanding that is darkened now separates you from the power of God that will preserve you, then these other ones are now open. And that power enters you and starts driving you. And when that is done, he said, because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. Once this is established and you are now being driven by whatever it has been pushed into your system here, you see yourself, no matter how they are advising you, you can't stop again. Don't do this, uh, don't worry. Uh, I want you to kill a man now. Something must kill somebody. What is that? Sorry, you have touched something here.
Hold on, listen to me. He doesn't shout. He's a gentle spirit. He whispers. He whispers quietly to your soul. I pray from now henceforth that the ministry of darkened understanding will lose its power and grief over your life and soul in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will gain grace Amen. to be sensitive in the spirit. Amen. Let me share a story with you. Just two weeks after my ordination, I was ordained in Enugu in a parish called some. It's so Mulumba Parish in New Heaven by Kanarinze. A week after that, we have a tradition that after the nation, you will go and report to your headquarters to go and see your superior for a talk, to welcome you to the family and then talk, family talk, and they're probably where you'll be going for your, your, your ministry. So I drove my car, they gave me. I was still not very firm in driving, so I didn't want to risk driving all the way from Kogi to Abuja here. So I drove to Lokoja and I parked my car there. So while I was trying to come to the park, a classmate of mine who was ordained with me called me and said, Ah, Vin, which day are you going to Abuja? I saw him in Lokoja now. Oh, he said, he said that he's already at the park. I said, Where? He now told me the place. So I now met him. And while we were there in the car, my mind, you know, I've been doing that before the nation, that whenever I enter a car, I leave the people in the car, you know, with prayers. <laughs> so, but now because this my friend is there, I felt somehow that this my friend now saying, which kind of, uh, which kind one be this one? We really, they do prayer cycles, you know. There's the way they look at it as if you are a little bit. Uh... So I now say, I say no, I don't, I don't, I can say prayer in my mind. God understands. The Bible says, pray the secret of your heart, and the God who sees what is happening in secret will reward you. <laughs> You know? So, we bought the car and the car started moving. But my spirit was worrying me. Do your duty now. If they didn't hear your prayer, then you can't cover them. Catch this now. He said, if they didn't hear your prayers and agree with one accord with you to see the face of God, then they are not covered. So how can you be in a place, in the car, and you're not covering them. You're not, you're not what's charitable. I say, it doesn't matter. I will, I will be thinking, this is what was going in my mind, and I was looking at my second, he was just there. Come. I said, hey, is this guy not there here? I will just eh, leave this prayer now. But he's here, he will just go and tell other guy that, uh, look at you. the new ordained guy was preaching inside the bus and praying in the bus. Because it's not like the normal thing, you know? So the, the bus was moving. Then I prayed in my heart. I prayed and said, in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, no way. <laughs> no way. I kept quiet. You know, the, the way your mind will be telling something. you just be, make your heart stiff, you know. So, as we're just moving, we'll now enter the look uh, local road. We're just coming up. Then all of a sudden, the car now uh, entered the police station. I said, see, now it's a silent prayer now. We'll now enter this place. I do like, you know, this kind of thing. I said, anyway, I prayed. As the man finished filling the car and was coming out again, the voice again, now pray. <sighs> I didn't know when I had to break that chain. I had to open my mouth and I introduced myself. I said, We must commit our journey to the hands of God. If you are with me, please, can we can we join us together to pray? And I now started to sing. 
And there's something I've trained myself to do. When I begin to pray, I normally close my eyes. You know, some people, they like to pray with their eyes open like this. 24-7. No matter the way I pray, they are all looking everything. Eh? I'm talking to somebody and I want my heart to connect to the person I'm talking to. So I never close my eyes. When I shut here, my eyes are open on the other side. So I closed my eyes and I was singing. I was singing. I think I was singing, Amen, Amen. Blessings and glory. Wisdom, thanksgiving. Oh, no, no. I was singing that song. As I was singing it, I was trying to catch, you know, my focus on that side. Within the first Two, three minutes, I started the song. All of a sudden, I was just singing and searching to get my, my perspective, that dimension. All of a sudden, I started hearing, Jesus, I was thinking that maybe something has, was happening and people were being touched by God. And I was shouting, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But the Jesus, Jesus became too loud. Everybody was shouting, Jesus, even the priest by my side. That's when I knew. That's when I knew there was a problem. And I opened my eyes, the car was swinging like this already. Within the first three minutes, it happened at that point where you, if you climb, you see the very big gully that goes down to the to the to the river, big river. And thank God, no, no car was coming from the back, no car was coming from the front because the guy was just swinging this way and swinging this way. What happened? The back tire by the left had pulled out completely. It was the rod that was just holding the car. So the car was losing control. So when I opened my eyes, ah, because I was already out in the other dimension, my heart did not beat as such. I didn't feel the agitation. But all of them were all agitated and tensed up. Even my brother priest said, Hey, he's giving the car. See, just one week, one week. <laughs> Listen, listen. So we all alighted and come and saw what happened. And the way the car was, the tires were scratched on the on the on the tire. You see the marks. He was one who, at the middle of the tire road, he said, "Let us thank God." He heard my hand. We knelt down at the center of the road. We started praying. As we were praying and thanking God, that voice said again, "You see, I told you. I told you." Can you imagine just a week after the mission, they say two priests were going to Lukocha and their car fell into the ocean? Can you imagine the kind of story? But the spirit was moving me. But I had my own reason why I should not pray. I was admitting certain things in my mind. Say darkened understanding. Darkened understanding. There are many times you take some actions and you want to do something. That man will just tell you, just die, it doesn't matter. After you start reflecting. Even to the point you are going to buy a cloth in the market. You are buying a cloth, that man will say, don't buy this cloth. Don't mind it. There's this urge to buy, 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 buy. You know what you buy, buy, buy. Now, you buy it, you take it home. Then you went home and wore it. And look at this one in the middle and say, <laughs> Confess your sister. How many of you are a are victim of this? Oh, you see. <laughs> oh, you guys should have But you bought the expensive. 
But that time, one man was telling you, but you see, you see, something was already in power here. Your passions, your drives, your urges, your appetite have been darkened. You can't see clear. All the had I known is a, is what is the consequence of darkened understanding, weakened mind. The guy is a bad businessman. He knows that if you are sound, that you are going to make accurate what accurate decisions. That's why when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he brings what sound mind. He gives you sharp mind. Your mind will be sharp. Smart. Not just with the things of God, things of the world, but with the things of God. Come and pray. Ah, uh, I don't know how I feel today. Maybe I pray, yes, and they come. You have enough reason not to get involved with things of God. But at that same moment, the guy comes, ah, come now. Something happened. Oh, let's go out to this person's house. Man, things happen. He says, hey, okay, they come, they come, they come. You move. How much of a victim have you become of what? Darkened understanding. But when they come to church, they say, Praise the Lord. They will scream. The devil will not be bothered. You know why? He says, After shouting, they come back, their minds are in my hands. I decide the actions they put up with. I decide the days they pray, the days they go to church, I decide the choice they make, I have the capacity to influence them. So, when Christ now says, they serve me with their lips, but their hearts are far. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us, help us, help us, help us. You must love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That emphasis is put in scripture. Fight facility. God did not say you should not enjoy life. So who is powering your life? And who is taking allegiance of your life? These are the two things that I come that are in contention here. Who is powering your life and who is taking the allegiance of your life? Who are you paying allegiance to? You can have anything. You can enjoy anything. You can be anything. No problem. God is not against wealth. He's not against you having superfluity of things in this world. But
So each time you come here, as I'm teaching the word of God, you don't know. God is powering you inside. God is dislodging the deception. God is tearing off the infrastructures of evil. He's taking away things that the enemy uses to determine the choice you make. If the devil has powered you, I mean, if he has been able to, to work on your mind, he can determine the choice you will make tomorrow. And the choice you're going to make at the end of it all, in your own sight, is a good choice. But because he's the one who inspired it, he has the allegiance. The Bible says, as men who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons and the daughters of God. These are powers your understanding. These are powers your passions, your drives, your energies, and your, your actions. Is the Spirit that owns you. Why do I behave the way I behave? What spoils that behavior? Why do I insult the way I insult? What powers that behavior? 